When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph. Welcome to episode number 159. And it is an absolute gorgeous day today. A little on the chilly side for my taste, but we do have a good amount of football to talk about today. So it kind of makes up for it. Checks and balances, you know, give a little, get a little, some of that stuff, right? I do want to quickly brief on the Chargers and Chiefs game last night. Obviously, I want to talk about the Patriots. I really don't want to talk about the Patriots' loss to the Dolphins last week, but I feel like that's only going to be by nature. Just to brush upon it real quick, give you some of my thoughts about it. I want to take a look at the Patriots and the Steelers Week 2 on Sunday. And, of course, just breeze through the NFL's Week 2 slate of games. Give you a little bit of predictions here and there for what games... I'm most interested in. And if we have time at the end, I really feel like uh, going over a little bit of betting. I Listen, I don't condone it, but we could talk about it. Why not? Why not? We can, you know, talk a little bit of parlays and this and that, over-unders, money lines, and et cetera, et cetera. I think it'll be a really fun little segment today at the end of the episode. Uh, something different that I don't really talk about. But let's just dive into the Chiefs and Chargers Thursday night game from last night. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do believe I would be negligent to not talk about Justin Herbert and what he, um, the kind of game that he was able to play last night. And it was a, a very overall, overall, it was a good game. Three, uh, 33 attempts, I'm sorry, 33 completions on 40, 48 attempts, 334 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. That one interception on the goal line is what really did him in the miscommunication between him and Gerald Everett, the goal line that uh, ended up being a pick six for the Chiefs and really turning the tides of the game, which uh, ultimately shot the Chargers in the foot. Otherwise, I think the Chargers played a very good game. I don't believe that game is a game that Patrick Mahomes wins you. Typically, Mahomes can go out and win you two to three games per season just by himself being Patrick Mahomes. This wasn't one of those games, in all honesty. The defense really affected Justin Herbert, especially late in the fourth quarter, causing some, uh, looks like an internal torso injury, chest, ribs, uh, sternum. I know he was getting x-rays last night. I don't know. I actually haven't checked any injury report of him but let's just quickly google it news suffers rib injury and loss okay that's 12 hours ago i need to undergo further testing today for rib cartilage or other internal injuries 
not the most promising sign. I That is not the most promising sign at all for the Chargers. However, I will admit that it was a dumbass play. It was third and one. He's running, he's running, and he easily could have took off. He just kind of flicks it out of bounds or, or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? First, first down's right there. So I'm sure everyone listening probably watched the game last night. And then on fourth and one, he absolutely slings it for her first down. It was an unbelievable throw. Threaded the needle, dotted the eyes. Great catch, by the way. I, I, I was speechless. I couldn't stop talking about how, how good of a throw it was last night when I was watching the game. And then they get to the goal line, first, second, third down, nothing. Fourth down, throws a seed back at the end zone, touchdown. Chargers are, you know, within one. It was a crazy game. It really was. It really was. However, I was listening to the radio today. I was listening to the radio today. And there was a caller that called into the radio station talking about this this is a very bold take, guys. This is not my own take. This is not my own opinion. Guy called in from the radio, and he said that Justin Herbert is just another Philip Rivers 2.0 unless he's able to win the big games. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a sec. Wait a second. You did not. You just compared Herbert to Philip Rivers. Now listen, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has all the passing statistics you know, a quarterback can ask for. But the expectation, the height of the bar that we have Justin Herbert at, and then we listen to a take like that is uh, kind of questionable, to be honest. It's, it's, it's a head-scratcher. At least here in the sports card hobby, we hold Justin Herbert to the highest pedigree possible. Uh, I think it's what is National Treasures, I believe, or maybe it was. I think it was National Treasures, maybe Flawless. I'm not sure. Uh, it was like NFL Shield logo, one of one, just sold for what was it, 1.2 million dollars. Now listen, I love Herbert with the best of them. He's done a lot for a good young kid. He's got, you know, screwed to the playoff spot last year, and he has all the potential in the world this year. He does. A lot of people are pegging him to win MVP. A lot of people having the Chargers in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. And then we hear a take like that. Now, it's only one guy on one radio show. I know, I know. I'm not trying to overreact. I just think it's not out of left field, out of shallow left field. But he has a point, though. He ha- he has a point. I'll admit it. I know. I, I'm, agree- I'm not agreeing, but he has a point. Is Philip Rivers, big gunslinger, big-time passer. Justin Herbert. Gunslinger, big-time passer. Both of them, granted Herbert's only in his third year, and Philip Rivers played for, like, what, 17, 18 years? You know, they weren't, you know, Philip Rivers wasn't able to get it done in the big game. You know, I think the first he got was the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, I believe in 04 it was, where he played that game on a torn ACL. Herbert, still a long, good career ahead of him. But there are similarities there. There really are. And it's a little funny because they're both Chargers quarterbacks. So it just kind of makes it a little on the humorous side to kind of make that connection. And the guy on the radio also said that, you know, Herbert needs to get out of uh, Los Angeles or that Los Angeles-San Diego Charger curse is going to fall, is is going to stick with them, you know, because Phillip Rivers, Dan Fowles, et cetera, et cetera. Just good quarterbacks, not able to get it done. 
it was a very interesting, you know, way to start my morning. And I did not expect to talk about Herbert in that essence today on Murph's Boston Sports Talk. But here we are talking about it. And I think it was a little on the humorous side. But let me know what you guys think of last night's game. Let me know what you think of that comparison between Herbert and Phillip Rivers. I'd love to hear about that in the comment section below if you're listening to this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on audio-only platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. So let me know. Reach out to me via social media at Murph's Car Town. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So as we pivot and talk Patriots, I do want to talk about the Patriots and Dolphins game, but I really don't want to in the same breath. I really don't. We all watched the game. We all saw what it looked like. So I don't think I'm going to. Um, I'll, I'll make this one point. Mac Jones did look good in like the first half or so. I think he was 11 of 13 at one time or 7 of 9, 10 of 13, something like that. And he did have that interception to Devontae Parker. But all offseason when the Patriots traded for Devontae Parker, we heard that he was a great 1v1 kind of receiver that can go up and get it. Big body guy. And, I mean, we got to point fingers at Devontae Parker, too, for not being able to to catch that, knock it down, and, and make that ball not be an interception. I don't want to dwell on the past. You know, week two, looking ahead. I've tried to tell people this here at the shop. I've really tried to tell people this here at the shop is I don't have the Patriots um, that good this year. I, like, I don't have them projected to do that good, and I'm – I'll do it again. I've done this. I don't know if I've done this on the podcast, but I've done this several times here at the shop. I've probably done it on the podcast. Is let's just go through win loss, win loss with the Patriots here. Uh, hold on, let me pull up a nice, good schedule. Steelers, Patriots, Patriots, twenty twenty two schedule. And you guys are going to be baffled. I really do. A lot of people are picking them to win seven, eight, nine games. And that's fair to have them picking eight, nine wins. But you guys are going to be in a load of shock when you realize that it's going to be tough for them to win eight, nine games and be a playoff team because a playoff team in the AFC is going to need more than eight wins, obviously. A playoff team is going to need more than nine wins, more than likely. Again, 12 teams could you know argue for a spot in the AFC playoffs. Only seven are going to get in. So we already have a loss for the Dolphins, unfortunately. So there's one. Uh, Steelers, Patriots. Steelers home opener got a good emotional win against the Cincinnati Bengals. If Mac Jones is a little dinged up, I, I'm just not buying it. I'm really not, so I'm giving them a loss there. I can see the case for a win, but if Najee Harris is healthy, it's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough. Home against the Ravens. I've, I'd like to call that a win. I really do. I'm not feeling cozy about it, though. But I'll, I'll give you this. I have them losing at Green Bay week four, okay? I don't see them going 0-4 to start the season. They're going to win one game out of the first four. So however you want to draw it up, whether you had them winning Miami, which clearly they didn't, whether you had them winning at Pittsburgh or home against the Ravens, doesn't matter. They're one and three to start the season. I think that's a fair assessment. However, we want to crisscross the win. I'll be surprised if anyone has them 0 and 4. Kind of, sort of. There's no way they're two and two. I just 
don't think they can get to two and two. All right, so they got home against the Lions. Obviously, I'll count that up as a win, but listen, the Lions, I'm watching Hard Knocks. It's funny. They got a good team, good coach. They're in a lot of close games. Look at last week. They lost to the Eagles in a high-scoring close game. Browns, I'll give that a win, I guess. Home against the the Bears, I guess that's a win. At the Jets, I'm calling that a loss. I really am. <laughs> Believe it or not. Against the Jets, you call- Listen, Zach Wilson will probably be back by then. They have good young weapons. The defense is mediocre. I just don't see the Patriots winning four in a row. Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets. I don't see it happening. I really don't. I honestly truly see them losing against the Browns. I really do. At Cleveland, I just I think that defense is a little too good for the Patriots. But whatever. I'm After the first eight games, I'm 4-4. Four and four. All right, you got the Colts. Uh, hold on, where's the loss? That's a loss. You got the bye week. Okay, nothing we can do there. At uh, home against the Jets, we'll call that a win, sure. At Minnesota on Thanksgiving, loss. Buffalo, loss. At Arizona on my birthday, ironically, in December 12th. At Arizona, that could be a sneaky game. That is a low-key sneaky game. Um, I'll call it a win. Fine. At Las Vegas, that's a loss. Home against the Bengals, that's a loss. Home against the Dolphins January 1st, I'm sorry, but that's a loss. If you want to call it a win, fine. If you want to call that a win, fine. But you're calling the Arizona Cardinals game a loss, to be honest. And then Buffalo to wrap up the season, that's a loss. So I currently have the Patriots 6-11. and 11. Now, however we get to 6-11, and 11, again, lose at the Cardinals, win home against the Dolphins, win at the Steelers, lose home against the Ravens, however we want to draw it up, however we want to shake it out, win against the Jets, lose against the Browns, 6-11. and 11. I've done this exercise a few times, and I'm sticking to it. This team is not good, and I have it. Here on this piece of paper, 6-11. and 11. I've done this drill umpteen times. The Patriots just don't have it this year. Now, listen, I'm not trying to overreact to week one. I'm really not trying to. I've sat here and said this all year long, all offseason long. They don't have the pieces. They don't have the offensive line to protect Mac Jones. The weapons are marginally okay, you know. Marginally okay, but I mean, Devontae Parker's not really a one. You don't have the defense. Defense is good. Defense is good, but you don't have the defense. And you don't have the coaching, clearly. Every team that you're playing on this schedule got better last year. Every team. Every single team got better. Dolphins, Tyreek Hill. Steelers, as much as we, you know, as much as we want to bag on them, they brought in a veteran quarterback in Trubisky. They drafted Kenny Pickett. There, you know, there's some upgrades there, okay? It could be a lot worse with ben, Big Ben retiring. Ravens, Kyle Hamilton on defense. The Packers, ugh, that's, that's, that's a good one. They brought in Christian Watson. 
They up, uh, upgraded defense. So there's that. Lions, Jameson Williams, Aiden Hutchinson, Browns, Mari Cooper, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I know Watson won't be playing that game, but it's an attempt at an upgrade. It's an attempt. The Bears, second year of Justin Fields. Uh, new coach. Yeah, new coaching. New coaching there. Jets, Garrett Wilson. Um, more offensive line help. Colts, Matt Ryan, big one. Vikings. What did the Vikings do anything big? I knew they got a new coach. Did they do anything else? I don't know. I mean, let's just call it new coaching. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, oh, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Raiders, new coach. Devontae Adams. Hopefully a healthy Darren Waller. Bengals, new offensive line. Upgraded the secondary. And Dolphins, Bills, we already talked about. Oh, the Bills. And I didn't talk about the Bills. Von Miller. Jameson Crowder. James Cook. It just seems like every team is making moves. What did the Patriots do? Okay, let's just call Devontae Parker a, a big-time move, a big-time upgrade. Sure. What else? What else? I'm waiting. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they brought in Mac Wilson as a linebacker. Very good linebacker. Okay. Keep going. He's not moving the needle. He's not making he's not giving you a win. It's just all these teams are getting better. Last year, compared this year to last year, the Dolphins are better. At least on paper. Let's just go off of paper. It's only one week. The Jets are better. The Bills are better. I thought the Chiefs took a step back, but they look pretty damn good now, don't they? Chargers look better. The Raiders are obviously better. The Broncos are obviously better. I say the Bengals. Bengals are obviously better. Colts are obviously better. All of these teams made drastic improvements this year. And you sat on your ass with your thumb a bit. Like, it is time. I didn't expect to go on a rant, but here we are. <laughs> here we are, another unexpected rant on Merce Boston Sports Talk, episode number 159. Uh, special segment, Unexpected Rants with Murph. <laughs> uh, where, oh. Oh, where was I going with this? Um, all these teams around us got better, except the Patriots. Oh, yes, and it's time, and it's time to adjust our expectations as Patriot fans. Long of the long gone are the days of the dynasty. Long gone are the days of the AFC title game being the Patriots' birthright. Long are the days gone of Tom Brady. We have to shift our expectations. Tom Brady, honestly, was a good three, four wins himself when he was here with us. Himself. I, I mentioned early on this episode that Patrick Mahomes was a good two, three wins alone for the Chiefs. He can go out there and win you a game if he has to. Make whatever kind of play happen, what make whatever conversion, get whatever first down, whatever touchdown. He can do that by himself twice a season. And you only think at twice a season, they're gonna win 12, 13, 14 games. It's a football is an old is a whole team sport. Right? Chargers last night, let's just say. They make that onside kick. They recover, and Justin Herbert marches down the field for a nice little touchdown. I'm not going to sit here and say that the that Herbert won them that game single-handedly. No, he threw a pick. He couldn't pick up the first down on third down. Threw a laser, but an excellent catch by the receiver. Took him to fourth down to uh, score a touchdown. Great throw. Great catch, though. 
Onside kick, he's not recovering the onside kick. They only have one timeout. It's just... But you look back at the days of the Tyquan Thornton. Not uh, Tyquan Thornton. Oh, we have Tyquan Thornton now. Uh, what is his name? Oh, gosh. Uh, Tyquan Underwood. And Michael Humanawanui. And Aaron Dobson's of the world. Before Danny Amendola was good. Gronk was in and out of the lineup with injuries. Post Aaron Hernandez. And the Patriots are still winning games and still getting to the AFC title game. Brady was winning you those games. Brady was winning you those games. So, as I said here, the playoffs for the Patriots are not happening this year. I'll be very surprised if it does. If the Patriots are able in the ne- in the first eight weeks of the season, the first nine weeks because the bye week is week 10, the first nine weeks of the season can rattle off six and three, I don't know where it's going to come from, but let's just say they can go six and three. We can reevaluate the situation then. If they're not five hundred, if they're not five and four by the bye week, it's over. Because they're not going to win. Uh let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. After the bye week, they'll have eight games left. If they're five and five, realistically they have to win probably eleven games. To feel comfortable about betting the Patriots as a playoff team, right? That puts them at eleven and five. No, it puts them at eleven and six. Again, AFC is very tough and difficult. I think eleven and six puts you in that mix. But if you're less than that, forget about it. The Patriots are six and three, which I really do believe that they need to be in order to be a playoff team. That puts them at the rest of the season at only five and three instead of six and two. If the Patriots are less than five and four, honestly, realistically, more six and three. But let's just say if they're less than five hundred, see you later. I really don't know where these five six wins are going to come from. Maybe against the Steelers, maybe against the Ravens, sure against the Bills, sure maybe against the Browns and the Bears. Okay, fine, the Jets too. But you look back at that Dolphins game; that should have been a win. They're going to lose one of the, you know two of these games to the Steelers, the Ravens, the Lions, the Browns, the Bears, and the Jets. They're going to lose two or three of those. And we're going to look back and be like, they should have won those when they don't make the playoffs by one or two games. Oh, they should have won that game. They did. They would have been in. We need to adjust our expectation. The Patriots now are just another team. Again, as I was driving home last night from the shop, I was listening to the radio, and... Uh, the, the two radio hosts were chit-chatting and one mentioned that the Patriots need to be good for the media to talk about them. You know, outside of locally, outside of, you know, like Channel 5 News and, you know, all the Patriots media coverage that they get locally here. Nationally, they need to be good in order for the for the Patriots to be talked about, right? Okay, when they signed Cam Newton, cool, you know, what is that going to look like? Uh, then they draft Mac Jones. Okay, that's excellent too. Patriots make the playoffs. Awesome. Then they lose. They're done. No one's talking about them. If the Patriots are a sub-500 team this year, if they don't make the playoffs this year, nobody's talking about them anymore. However, in that same breath, the radio host also said, you look at the Cowboys, for instance. Say they're 12-5. and 5. People are talking about them. 
right? America's team, you know, the boys, you know, Jerry's world, the cowboy, you know, they're all talking about them. But on the flip side, when they're 5-12, and 12, we're also still talking about them too. Granted, it's not in a good, you know, manner, but we're still talking about them, right? Oh, yo, Jerry's world's falling apart. Oh, the boys are now girls. Oh, they got to get rid of Zeke. And they got, you know, Jerry Jones got to step down. The Cowboys are overrated and they disappointed again this year. Like, all negative stuff, but we're still talking about them. The Cowboys are still in our discussions. And then the final point from the radio host is the Cowboys, when they have a losing record, are more talked about than when they have a winning record. Go figure. Go figure. When they were 4-12, and 12, when they were, what, 6-10, and 10, people are still talking about them. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But if the Patriots go 6-11 and 11 or miss the playoffs this year, nobody is talking about them. People only talk about the Patriots in the 2021 season as Mac Jones' rookie season and a playoff team that got absolutely ran out of the stadium. I think a high school varsity team could have got one stop against the Bills to force one punt. Maybe not, but you see my point here. The Patriots in NFL defense was not able to do that. Granted, you know, the overtime rules and whatever, but that same Bills team lost the week after. Now, if that same Bills team just went in an absolute shred, they destroyed the Chiefs, they blew out the Bengals, and they made the Rams... Look like friggin' little sheep. Fine. Take your L, hold it high. You got beat by the best team in the league that season. No one was stopping the Bills. They lost the next round. Granted, you know, Josh Allen was fantastic. That Bills team was excellent. It's just like, that's the only the only reason why we're talking about the Patriots in 2021. Mac Jones' rookie season. And then they got absolutely, you know, they were a playoff team, but they lost. Drastic terribly in that wild card game. Couldn't get a stop on defense. Couldn't get an interception. Couldn't get nothing. No, no punts. No. Uh, was there any field? I don't even know if there was field goals for that. For for that matter. Actually, can we take a quick peek? See if there was any field goals. Did this schedule go that far back? Uh, oh no, it only goes back to the preseason. That's a bummer. So it's just like. We're not, again, outside of the New England area. Nobody is talking about the Patriots. Nobody. So we need to readjust our expectations for this team. That we are no longer the class of the AFC. We're no longer the class of the AFC East. We do not have the best quarterback on our team. It is going to be a very challenging couple of years for this team. It will be. And I don't think people are ready for that. I really don't think people are ready for that. Are you? Are you? 
If you're a Patriots fan, which I'm assuming you are, if you're listening to Murph's Boston Sports Talk, are you ready for this team to go into a, a rebuild? I don't know how long, but before the 2021 season, Bill Belichick signed a bunch of free agents. A bunch of free agents. Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills. I guess you could throw Cam Newton in there too, but he's not longer, no longer with the team. We're in year two of that. It's not the NBA. You cannot buy a Super Bowl in the NFL. You can not buy one. Now, you can look at the Rams. Okay, let's look at the Rams, for instance. Cooper Cup, homegrown. Cam Akers, Dow Henderson, homegrown. But then you look at other players like Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Aaron Donald, homegrown, too. I mean, you look at Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford. They brought in Odell Beckham. And you're gonna and you Murph, you're gonna say you're gonna say that you can't buy. Well, they traded. They traded for all those guys. Now, could you say trading's the same thing as buying? Sure. Sure. But you're not giving them physical money, you're just trading picks and potentially players for these players. I think it's a little different in the NFL between actually just handing someone a ton of cash and giving a team picks for a player. Now you, in, in, in a breath, you can say that the Rams bought their Super Bowl win. In a breath. But from what the Patriots were trying to do last year to what the Rams did last year, they didn't go out and sign all these free agents. They traded for all these guys. So there is a line of discrepancy, a uh, line of difference here. Now, Bill Belichick goes out and spends the next six years of first-round picks and brings in a bunch of talent like the Rams did, then we can lump them into that conversation. However, he's not. He's trying to physically buy with cash a Super Bowl. And you can't do that in the NFL. You can't. You cannot. Not when you're going out and spending all this money on Nelson Aguilar to give you nothing. Not when you're going out and spending all this money and getting nothing in return. Jonu Smith. I forgot to even throw Jonu Smith in there, who was an absolute zero last year. Potentially looks promising this year. We'll see. It's you, you can't. In basketball, you absolutely can. You can go out there and give Seth Curry $50 million. Go out there and give Giannis $50 million and, and Durant $50 million. Sure, go ahead. You can do that. And it'll work. It will work. We've seen super teams... Win before. You've seen it happen in the NBA. But you can't do it in the NFL. Can't do it. Now, you can buy a player to help make your current team better, like the Bills. They bought Von Miller, gave him a ton of money, maybe overpaid him, but we'll see. A ton of money to help on the existing Bills team that they have. Which, by the way, they built from the ground up. Josh Allen drafted. Singletary drafted. Um... Dawson Knox drafted, um, Micah Hyde drafted, Jordan Poyer drafted, Tredavious White drafted, uh, Tremaine Edmonds drafted. Granted, they trade for Stephon Diggs and they brought in Jameson Crowder. Fine, I'll give you that one. But they drafted Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. That team is built from the ground up. From the dirt to the foundation to the studs, to the sheathing, everything. With adding and trading here and there. That team is organically built. Like the Patriots in the early 2000s, honestly. 
very much so like the Patriots in the early 2000s. You had a great core of Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Tom Brady, obviously, Troy Brown, Dion Branch. And then you bring in players like Rodney Harrison. You bring in Corey Dillon. You bring in uh, Mike Vrabel. And then you win again and again. But that core foundation, the core foundation of that team was built from the ground up. And the only way, you could even arguably say that the Chiefs did it too. Let's run this quick exercise with the Chiefs too. Drafted Patrick Mahomes. They drafted Tyreek Hill. They drafted Travis Kelsey. Um, they drafted Chris Jones. Try and think who else. And maybe maybe that's it. They had Eric Fisher. They had uh, Levant and Duvernay. They're both gone. I know they traded for Orlando Brown. They signed Joe. Oh, Creed Humphrey they drafted. Okay, maybe you can't do it as much with the Chiefs. But, like, I mean, they, they signed Tyron Matthew. They signed Joe Tooney. Huh. They drafted Byron Pringle. They drafted Mecole Hardman. Uh, the corners sucked. They were still able to get it done. I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, Chiefs, not as much as the Bills, not as much as the Patriots, but they're still from the ground up, right? Need some moves here and there. Are you ready? Let's circle back to my proposed question before I went into all this rebuilding stuff. Are you ready for a year, maybe two or three or multiple years of sucking and rebuilding? Are you ready? Because honestly, guys, I hate to say it, but it's happening. It's going to happen. Now, I hope, I hope I eat those words. I hope you can click this and shove this in my face and send it to me on social media when the Patriots are entering, you know, the AFC title game later this year or next year or even the year after that. I'll give you a three-year window to shove this in my face. Be like, Murph, you said they were going to be rebuilding for three, four, five years and sucking because they either want to have homegrown their own talent and build from within. I hope you can shove that in my face. I hope Mac Jones turns into a top five quarterback in this league. I hope uh, the Patriots can figure it out offensively with the offensive line and the offensive play calling. I hope that the defense can be a shut down steel curtain top, top five defense in this league to help the struggling offense. I hope, hope, hope. Guys, I'm a Patriots fan. I hope all of that turns true. But I am a realistic, real realist, whatever the word is. I am a realist. I am looking at reality. I'm not trying to live in the past anymore. I'm not trying to live in the glory days of Super Bowl 36, Super Bowl 39 and thir- uh, 38 and 39. You're still, you know, the premier of the the league for 10 years. But then you win again in 2014, in 2016, 28 to 3. And then you win a defensive battle in Super Bowl 53. Your last playoff win. I'm not living in the past. I would love to sit back and rewatch the past and reminisce on the glory days. But society in the game of football is only moving forward. And there will be a new champion this year. Because Super Bowl 53, 51, and Super Bowl 36, those champions have already been crowned. And those are the New England Patriots. 
But Super Bowl 57 is going to be played this year. And it's more than likely not going to be the Patriots. But I do hope so. But I can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, they lost against the Dolphins week one. But the Steelers, the Ravens, those are two wins. Maybe, you know, they might lose against the Packers. But, hey, they've started 2-2 two and two before, and they've still won the Super Bowl. Watch. They're going to rip wins against the Lions, the Browns, the Bears, and the Jets. That's four straight wins. The Colts at home, That's that should be a win, right? I mean, Patriots have Matt Ryan's number. So now they're, what, 5 and. Uh, no, they're 6-2 and two at the bye. Okay, you know, we got the Jets at home. That's a win. Uh, Patriots primetime against the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings, that's a, that's a win, right? Home against the Bills, that could be a tough game, but, you know, they're home, so that should still be a win. But let's just call it a loss, right? Now they're, what, 8-3? and three? Okay, we got the Cardinals uh, in Arizona on my birthday. That's a win because it's my birthday. Uh, the Raiders... And preseason's preseason. Let's not look at anything of it, but that should be a win. The Bengals at home. Bengals are a good team, but they're kind of a joke. That's a win. Dolphins, ugh, they beat them. You know, they lost them earlier this year. They're going to beat them later in the year. That should be a win. And uh, at Buffalo, the end of the season, uh, they've lost the last game of the season before, and they've still made the playoffs and had some success. That's a loss, too. So let's see. Was that one loss? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. One loss, two loss, three loss. I got the Patriots about... 14 and 3 right now. Is that what you guys want? Is that what you guys want from me? Because I can't do it. I can't do that. I'm looking at this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers as their home opener. They're coming off an emotional divisional win against the defending AFC champions in the Bengals. The Patriots offense looked like ass on Sunday. The Steelers have a good defense. Granted, no T.J. Watt, but they're still a great defense all around. Their offense looked like ass. So it's like, I think the tide favors the Steelers. I mean, Trubisky looked good. I mean, he didn't look great, but he he looked like a comparable quarterback in this league. Ravens, I don't know, contract year for Lamar Jackson coming up. They still have playoff hopes. I know a lot of people kind of written them off. A lot of people buying into them. Um, I have them as a playoff team. That's going to be a tough. Yeah, that's your home opener. But are you coming off an emotional win? Do you have a great defense? Did your quarterback play comparable week before? Do you still have a Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson uh, in your offensive lineup? No. I need need to hammer the brakes on this because I'm going to start crying soon, guys. I'm going to start crying. The emotions are a little too much right now. Whew, okay. It, I, it'll be really interesting conversation we have next week on what, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, on the 23rd, next Friday, for episode number 160. It'll be a very interesting conversation that we have. It really will be. To see if this team is 1-1, one one, they bounce back, or if they're 0-2 and we're sitting here talking about, you know what, let's just tank it for the rest of the season. Get a high draft pick or whatever. Because 0-2, they're not making the playoffs 0-2. They're not. Not in this AFC. They're not. I'm sorry. But let's... I don't want to take a trip around the league. I think we should kind of pivot and maybe talk a little bit of betting, right? Again, I don't condone gambling. And you have to be of age to do it. You have to be 21 years or older to do it. But I think there's a lot of juice and meat on the bones around the league, to be honest. Now, I already placed my bet slip for this weekend, but I am seeing some lines have moved comparing to when I placed my bets. 
which is kind of interesting. I just need to log into my account first, and we'll be able to talk about it. Uh, let's see, bet slip. Um, do 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 do. Okay. So I don't want to talk about last week because I picked up Patriots money line like a fool. But here we are. Now again, you guys can either copy this, you can tweak it as you wish, but this is the money uh the money line. This is the this is what I'm going with into Sunday. And I was going to bet I was going to, but I didn't bet the Chargers plus four. I was going to, but I didn't. Oh, I was going to, but I didn't. Oh, I'm stretching. Oh, I was going to, but I didn't. I'm a little upset. A little upset, but whatever. It is what it is. All right. I'm going to say that one for last. I think that's juicy. Bengals at Cowboys. The current line, I got to scroll, find it, is Bengals minus seven, Cowboys plus seven. And I'm taking, I'll have to get to it now. I'm taking the Bengals minus seven. Huff, emotional loss last week. Game they should have won. If they can clean up the turnovers, they'll win. They would have won the game against the Steelers if they clean up the turnovers. The Cowboys defense is nowhere near as good as the Steelers defense. Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott offensively. Even when he was playing, they didn't look that good against the Buccaneers defense. Plus, this game is this game's, you know, in Jerry's world too. I think minus seven for the Bengals, that's pretty good. People expect the Bengals to be a top team in the AFC. Top three, top two, top four team in the league in the AFC. I think they get this win. I really do. So that's minus seven. I have the under 40 and a half for the Patriots and Steelers game. Now, I was going to bet the Steelers outright or maybe the plus or minus two points for let's see, Steelers a plus two, the Patriots a minus two. But Najee is quote unquote healthy. How full, how full go will he be? I don't think the Patriots offense will be able to stack up 24 points themselves. 24-ish or so points. Mac Jones, you know, got a little back issue, illness. How good is he gonna look? Again, Steelers have a good defense. On paper, the Patriots have a good defense as well. So even if Mac Jones is healthy, I still feel like this is a quarter um a defensive battle. So I think under 40 and a half points is kind of cheeky there. Uh, the Steelers, they weren't able to put up a ton of points. They put up 23 points in their victory. Even though that game went down to the end in overtime, that was still, was it 23-20, right? Yeah, that was still a 23-20 game. Took them overtime to, to get it decided. So I feel confident about minus 40 and a half there. The Colts at the Jaguars, I have them minus three and a half. Their current line is still minus three and a half for the Colts. Colts came out with a tie against the Texans last week. Colts are another one of those teams that people expect them to be really good this year with the addition of Matt Ryan. Hopefully the continuing transcension of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman at Colts defense is very good itself. The Jags, they lost last week to the Commanders. Yes, they do have some upside. Again, when they're going against the Colts, I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Minus three and a half, that's four points. I need the Colts to win by. I think the Colts winning, I think they can end up winning by more than four points. I have the Commanders and Lions. 
and I got the lines minus one and a half, but the line currently sits at, I know this changed. Uh, the line currently sits at, or if I can only find it, where'd it go? I can't, where'd it go? Oh, it's currently plus one point for the commanders, minus one point for the lions. Uh, obviously, if a team is going to win or lose, it's going to be more than one point. So I feel pretty confident with the one and a half. Uh, I mean, obviously a team could win or lose by one point. I mean, the Saints beat the Falcons by one point. But I just feel like it's more common that it's going to be like at least you know, a field goal per se. So I feel confident with the one and a half, even with the line changed. Uh, Lions are known to be in games. I mean, they lost a bunch of games last year, but they were in a bunch of them. by like They lost by like one possession in like seven games or something like that. They lost to the Eagles on Sunday by three points in a shootout. Offense looks good. They scored 35 points. Defense, you know, that Eagles offense is going to be good. So the Lions defense got its work cut out there. Where they're going up against the Commanders offense, where it's not as potent as the Eagles offense is, I do feel like that, you know, Lions back-to-back -back weeks at home will be able to kind of right the ship and hopefully get a win by two points <laughs> let's let, let's just hope and then the cheeky the cheeky bet of the week well i need to see if this line has changed let's see if this line has changed oh it went up a little bit interesting so my cheeky bet of the week is the san francisco 49ers hosting seattle the seattle seahawks but i have the seattle seahawks plus 320 the current line sits at plus 328. I'm picking the Seahawks in this game because they had a good emotional win on Monday night last week. The 49ers did not look that good. Granted, it was a monsoon in Chicago. Trey Lance didn't look that good. The 49ers didn't look that good. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be a good team this year. But Geno Smith showed us that he can play quarterback and play it at a good level, a winning level. I think people are sleeping on the Seahawks. Not this year, but like this week. Like this week. I think it's a cheeky bet. I think no one expected the Broncos to lose and the Seahawks to win on Monday. It was the other way around. And, you know, if we can get a little bit of more magic dust from the Seahawks to beat the 49ers, who are not as good as the Broncos, I don't think, in a vacuum, I think that's a good bet there. So, all that considered, all that considered, a $5 bet will win two hundred and seventy three dollars and ninety five cents now you could obviously change a little of the over-unders you can change the spread numbers the money line you know you can't change the money line or the, the spread or the over-unders you can change that a little bit change your bet up add a team in the parlay take a team out of the parlay but i feel pretty comfortable here i do will i be right probably not will i lose more than likely but it's fun and it's football season <laughs> but those are my those are my cheeky bets this week if you guys have any bets this week that you're placing and you're feeling really confident on let me know down in the comments below of this youtube video if that's where you're watching if you're listening to this on audio only platforms reach out to me via social media at murph's Cartown. let me know what you guys think about any good bets that you're placing this weekend but more importantly Definitely let me know any thoughts and opinions that you guys have about what we talked about in today's episode. Do you guys agree with me? Do you disagree with me about anything? About the Patriots rebuilding? About the the Bills uh, building their team from the ground up? The, 
that Justin Herbert and Philip Rivers comparison that I did not make. Don't flag me for that. I didn't make that. I heard it on the radio. But do you guys agree or disagree with that? Let me know via social media. Let me know down in the comment section below if that is where you're watching here on YouTube. But I would love to read and react to any and all thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything you guys may have regarding today's episode. Again, if you're listening to this on audio-only platforms, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I really appreciate your support. If you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button and also hit that giant red subscribe button if you haven't done so already, as I would greatly appreciate the love and support. I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be an action-packed weekend of football, both college and the NFL, of course. I'm very excited to see what the weekend has in store in terms of football. I can't wait to sit here next week and either pitch out the Patriots again or maybe congratulate them for a good win and reevaluate my season-long you know, mindset about the team. We'll just have to wait and see. Guys, the weather's getting colder. Bundle up in the morning. Bundle up at night. You guys know I hate this cold weather. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. I don't know how I feel right now. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy sports. I'll catch you guys next week for episode number 160 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you. And I will always, always see you.